welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome to New Manager Media. Manage right from the start. I'm Jennifer Takagi, your host, and I am so thrilled to have a new friend of mine on the show today, Elena Fulvia. And Elena has just an, um, a magical story. I won't give too much away. I'll let her do that. But for the background, she has a company called Pendulum and that she created in 2015. She's a 13-time record-holding athlete. I can't even get the words out because I'm so in awe of athlete. She's a top in-house recruiter and advisor, co-creator of the world's most powerful and high-performing we culture. Because when you become a leader, it goes from me to we. And I love that. When I saw that on your website, I was like, oh my God, I was just writing something about we have to be a we instead of a me when we're a leader. Elena, how did you get to where you're going? What (laughs) advice do you have for my audience? These new leaders who are stepping into their role? Thank you. I am so, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be here with you, your energy, your service for leaders, for thriving leaders, for budding leaders, for people who um, want to really run a um, harness their truth, I believe, and also take themselves to the next level, which is really, um, has been a a thorough and a theme throughout my life, which is what do I want to do? And if I want to do that, how do I, how do I create that? Um, so I'll just give a little bit of of my background. So I'm born and raised in Silicon Valley. Uh, and, um, after college, well, I went to, I went to Italy for one year in college, studied studied one year in Florence, Italy, fell in love with it, graduated college, and I said, I'm moving back. And that was right when the dot-com was happening, so, so in 1999. I moved to Italy with no job, no place to live, and I just moved with like 20 grand in my pocket, and I said, I'll make it work, you know? Um, I have a natural hey. knack. <laughs> yeah, it's my friends and family always, I, you're just crazy, because you just, and I have that, another story I'll tell you too about that is, I mean, one of my gifts, and I've come to find that, and I think any leader or aspiring leader can look at what is, what are, what is my, um, my special sauce? Like, like what, what am I, what am I most inspired by and how do I inspire the world the most? Right. And so I love going into different countries where I don't know the language and just dropping myself in and talking, trying to talk to people that we don't speak the same language because uh, I've had experiences where I know I'm committed to love and connection and the only way to get past obstacles in anything is love and connection, right? Is you have to bring love to yourself and you got to bring connection to yourself and to others. That's the only, like, you know, with this, um, with this video, it'd be so much nicer if you and I were sitting 
sitting in a coffee shop, right? Um, but we're in quarantine and we're on a video. And I, I know a lot of people have had uh, a resistance to uh, how do I connect on video? And it's just not the same. And I, I identify with that. Uh, but I also challenge anyone who is a, is a leader or channels that to say, but what are you committed to? Are you committed to it being something that is an obstacle or are you committing, are you committed to the connection or love or joy or sharing? What are you committed to shift your perspective from scarcity and an obstacle to why am I sitting here on this, on this video? Right. And then bring that to the conversation. So moved to Italy. Um, and I wanted to put that tidbit in there because I know we're all um, dealing with that. And even if we're not in a pandemic, uh, there's still there's still technology, and it still takes us somewhat away from the the human centricity, which I'm 100% for. Everything I do is human centric. Um, I'm the kind of the weirdo in Silicon Valley, uh, and always have been, um, but it's okay with me. So moved to Italy. Uh, got a job there it was it was selling leather jackets and I was speaking English and I went what am I doing here I want to speak Italian I only speak about 25% so I got a job and 100% Italian I just went for it and I made it and I thought I wasn't thinking oh how am I going to be a leader but I became my own leader because I stepped into a role where it was 100% Italian it was 6 days a week work it was opening the doors of businesses business owners in Italy and trying to get them to change their phone number. Now, if anyone out there knows anything about Italians and I'm Italian, so I can say this is uh, we're pretty hard and stubborn to change things that have been around for hundreds of years. So uh, I learned a lot about myself and what it meant to step up into the space of the unknown. Um, and I actually have a, a speech that I, that I do and I'm coming out with um, a book and some other things called jumping into the unknown because really Fear is what, you know, it's like false. It's like, it's like false for us, but it feels real. So I just jumped in and what I got out of it was I became fluent. I made friends all across the country and I went, I stepped back one day and I went, wow, I, I, I can't believe I just did that. Well, you don't know what you can do until you step into the unknown. And if you're pulled to it, just do it. You can always go backwards and you can always go forwards. But if you don't go forward, you can't, you can't, you can't, you're not going to live your true authenticity, right? So um, when your heart pulls towards it, just do it. You know, you can always go backwards. So uh, I moved home in 2001 because there wasn't a lot of opportunity in Italy. And I thought, wow, you know, like I, I, I can't be my true full self um, in a place with scarcity of jobs. So I moved back to the Bay in the dot bomb and <laughs> uh, got a job as a sales rep. Uh, selling copiers and printers, which is, as I said, as human centricity <laughs> was the polar opposite of it. Uh, although I tried to make it that, uh, and everyone then got laid off three months later. And I thought, what am I going to do? Enter confronted with life, no job. What am I doing? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure which way I'm going to go in my life. And I had a friend who was a tandem master. He would take people on skydives. And I thought, you guys are crazy. Like literally, you guys have a death wish. You want to die. I, I don't get it. I had another friend that did it. I'm like, I don't, I don't get We're not meant to fall out of a plane. But I sat, and I sat there one day and I was just 
feeling my body and I was feeling myself and I went, I am not in my greatness. I'm not in my truth, but I don't even know what that looks like. And that for a leader or someone who's aspiring to be, and even leaders who are ambitious, entrepreneurs, et cetera, we can get stopped sometimes. And I was very stopped in what do I want to do? Where do I want to be? And so I called him and I said, I'll meet you there at Sunday at 8 a.m. He goes, what are you talking about? And I said, I'm going to make a skydive. He goes, I thought you thought we were crazy. I said, oh, you are. I said, I'm probably thinking I'm going to die. Um, but I need to talk to my system. I need to do something that people are doing and succeeding at that I don't think I can to experience something out of my norm. Because normal is easy and even uncomfortable, even uncomfortable, right? normal is easy. You know, when we allow ourselves self-limiting thoughts um, and we stay there, that's comfortable. So I went on my first skydive and this was a pivotal moment for me actually. And this is where I first found myself really getting true with myself. So I went on the skydive and I had a video guy and we got down and, and uh, he goes, wasn't that amazing? Wasn't it great? And he puts his thumbs up and I go, yeah, that was amazing. And then in my head, I went, you liar, you liar. You were scared. You weren't even present. I had a smile on my face. Everyone thought that I was having a great time, but I was so, I was so oversensitized because I had to be in control. I was so scared. I didn't actually experience the moment and the experience. I looked at my friend and I go, I'm going for round two. He goes, what? I said, you can take me or someone else can take me, but I'm going back. And so I walked back up there, I signed up and they go again. And I'm like, yeah. And they said, why? And I said, authentically, I did not experience that skydive. And the reason I didn't experience it is because I was so scared of what it was going to be like. I didn't release, I wasn't vulnerable and I didn't release control to the experience of it that I was in so in my head that I didn't really even say, God, I could feel the air and wow, I, I felt joy. I just felt like, let's do this. And why am I, what, you know? And I said, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to actually just surrender myself to the experience. So we went up in the plane, everyone's laughing because they're like, you're crazy. And I thought I need to do this for myself because the choice is you either do something and you try to control it or you surrender to it and you bring your truth and your greatness to it and you see what it brings you. And so he hung me out the plane longer than I wanted to. So 13,000 feet, but scary. But I told you, I told myself when you, when you launch out, yell, yell out all that fear, all that control. And I just went, Whoa! and I yelled it out. And as we're going down, I just started to giggle inside because I went, Oh my God, I'm on a skydive. Like, I am, I am flying through the air and I just started experiencing what I was actually doing. And so for me as a leader, and, and I'll get to where I am right now too, but as a leader, a lot of times I'll find myself trying to control the scenario because I want it to go a certain way. And as we know, life doesn't go like this. There's that, there's that um, graph that says humans think life goes like this. And then the second graph goes, life goes like this. And so <laughs> I thought, let it go like this if it goes like that. So I got down and I started crying. And they're like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I said, no, I'm great because I just experienced life. I experienced, I experienced myself experiencing something authentically versus trying to control it. And so um, 
that was a huge pivotal point. And that's where fast forward, uh, I, every, every weekend I went out there. So that's the 13 time world record holding athlete. I have 13 world records in skydiving. Um, I have over 3,500 jumps. It became, what are the hardest sports? Oh yeah. Hardest sports I've ever done. I'm an athlete from birth. I was on Olympic development in soccer when I was younger. Um, one of the hardest sports, but I will tell you what it also, what also brought me was tribe because I had a group of people that respected the same scenario. And that's a big thing with leadership too. surround yourself with people who not only believe in them themselves, because you're not always, I mean, I have, I have days where I doubt myself where I'm like, am I doing the right thing? What's happening? And you know, and I'll get stuck there sometimes. And I know I got to reach out to someone who believes in me and say, okay, look, just give it to me straight. Or, you know, just, we, we have the waves of humanness. And so I found that I found a sport that I was scared of. I still went into the student program. I'm like, was still scared, but I thought if they can do it, I can do it. And you know what? I can always stop. I can always just say no, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I fell in love with the sport because it was a hard sport, magical sport. Every time I jumped out of the door, I giggled. Everyone's like, why do you always giggle? I'm like, because don't you think it's funny we're jumping out of a plane? I mean, I think it's, I think it's funny. Anyway, and then the smiles like and the driving. Yeah. A perfectly good plane, Elena. We have to say <laughs> well, that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, everyone says perfectly good. I'm like, well, they're okay. They're okay. I rather, yeah. But, um, but the tribe is a big thing. So as a leader, I found that I stepped up into my greatness when I chose to do that second skydive because I surrendered to the truth of what it was for me versus what I was trying to control it to be. And I think that's where we get stuck a lot as leadership, um, as entrepreneurs, as people who are driven and trying to find our way and our purpose and how do we contribute to ourselves and others. And then, then I have this tribe of people who there were weekends where we would sit there and stare at the sky and all it would do was rain and we would hope for an hour of sun so that or clear sky so we could jump. But what happened in those moments were magical conversations. Mm -hmm. So seeing the gold in, in what we think is breakdown like this, like I get, I can't have coffee with you face to face. That's a breakdown, but is it? I still get to see you. I still get to have this conversation. So flipping the scenario and saying, okay, maybe there's a situation that I don't love the most, but what book, what gold can I get from that? And what can I create from that? And the connection with other humans is a big one because um, especially as leaders, we we're very driven and entrepreneurs as well. We get very driven. And um, I know I go lone wolf a lot. I like try to do it all myself and I get exhausted. So, um, so and in, in tandem in that uh, I joined, you know, Silicon Valley uh, became one of uh, the leading high-tech recruiters here in Silicon Valley. I worked in-house. Like you said, I worked for LinkedIn, pre-IPO, pre-public, took them public. Um, then I was hired at GoPro as their first internal recruiter. Um, and I, I built those teams. I worked for product and project management, engineering, software, et cetera. And what I started to develop is what I do today, actually. So it's interesting because people will look at hiring the majority of the world look at it as, as give me more resumes. And I was like, these are not resumes. These are human beings. Like, what do we, <laughs> this is not a resume. This is a human being that I'm handing you. And we should have a lot of gratitude 
that they are giving us the opportunity to, to build our dream and to come in an interview. So we do, they deserve respect. So I was always the weird one, the human centric one in human resources. I wrote an article about that. It's on my website. It's called be a human and a resource, be human centric and be a resource for each other as leadership. When you can get out of yourself and get into other and be in service of someone else, there is no more magical thing. And I think, a lot of times we get so focused on what do we want to do and we forget to serve or that we are serving because I'm like just constant servant leadership. That's just my jam. I love it. So throughout the whole SiliconValley.com through the 2000s all the way up until 2014, um, I killed it. I mean, I was recruiting for some of the best in the world and some of the best companies in the world. And Every time I went into a company, they gave me the underperforming team to turn around. So for instance, like an engineering team that had 40% turnover or um, a product team that had no females and had all males. And they're like, we need some diversity going on. I was like, yeah. And so I started to develop what I have created today, which essentially is the biggest gap in business within hiring. So we look at it as, as leaders, you know, we're building ourselves or we're building our tribe or we're building our companies and we need resumes, we need people. But the majority of, of everybody who hires has never been trained how to hire. I haven't been hired how to code. I would hope you wouldn't ask me to code tomorrow because I would really be really, or ask me to do it well. I would be really bad at it. So it's the same thing with hiring. And actually, um, humans, I find, I mean, code, I, I, with all due respect, is, is I don't understand all the stuff on the screen that they have. It confuses me. Um, but it really does. I look at it and I'm like, I don't know how you guys even like that. It, it's, yeah. It's uh, like math for me. Oh. oh. I don't get it. <laughs> I know. Like, I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> I'm good at what I'm good at. Yeah. And, um, and so I looked at that and I went, one recruiting, hiring companies deserve to first put people first. That is why we're here on this planet. We are here for people first, not money first, not stuff first, not whatever. We are here together. Someone made my pillowcase that I sleep on. Someone made the coffee, coffee grinds that I made this morning. Someone, you know, someone planted that seed that I have for, you know, I don't know who they are but they've helped me build my life. And so the way that I look at it is as I'm no longer a direct recruiter. I've created now, um, I, I can take companies of one, two, 500 people, a thousand people, and I train them, the non-recruiters, right? Everyone who is hiring, I train them on how to hire, how to ask the right questions, how to create their culture, because that's the number one aspect, right? As a leader, one, I would say, create your own culture. If you don't create your culture, your truth, your truth and your culture, like what you stand for, everything around you is gonna just kind of bounce off you and whatnot. Really create that culture that, and be intentional. Like if you can't, if you think you can do it, like go find someone that can teach you. Like I could teach you how to do that. And then it's also knowing how to run the whole process because you have these humans coming in, interviewing with you, are you giving them a good experience? Are you caring about them? Are you, most companies way overspend on their hiring practices than they even know. So my goal here is, is one, to bring 
100% human centricity to businesses globally, because it's every business, it's the same foundation, it's the same working, it's like building a home. The, the foundation of hiring is the same across every company in the world. When it changes is when you say, okay, well now, now who are you hiring? Okay, great, but it's all humans. So now I go into, I go into businesses, and let me step back a moment. I actually quit my job in 2014 because they weren't being human centric. I bought an RV and I just started driving for over a year around the U S by myself because I thought there's gotta be, there's gotta be like love and connection out there. And I just want to be free. <laughs> you know, imagine that. Right. So, and actually that's where I, a year later, someone said, um, we would like to hire you to help us with our recruiting. I said, I can give you two days. I was on my road trip. I thought, what can I give them for two days to help them with hiring? And out of my brain came this workshop. So I can literally take teams of the non-experts, which is 100% of the decision makers, like take out recruiters. It's everyone else that makes the decisions. I can take those teams and those leaders, even one, whomever, and train them in one to three days on how to hire. They have a process. They know how to hire, how to create the most magical experience for the candidate not only the candidate is left feeling like wow like you care and wow that was a really connected experience and also you got all the information that you need to get to know whether or not they're a culture fit a skills fit whether you know they want to work with you as much as you want to work with them and at the end of the day my company is i am dedicated to and my company is dedicated dedicated to everyone getting the lives that they, they want. And when you mismatch people, you know, like if you have people around you that you mismatch with, you're not really getting your lives because you're not creating together and moving forward. So when you build a company or you build coaches, because like I'm a coach for individual entrepreneurs or, or companies and whatnot, when you find the like valued and cultured people, you're able to rise together. If you don't, there's going to be a lot of chaos going on and there's profit loss and there's morale loss and all that. So I've innovated and actually is very, no one, no one has the kind of workshop and work that I do. I'm also an into it and a deep empath. So I bring that into, I don't usually tell companies right out that I am, but I can see things like this. I can walk into an organization and, and see what's going on. So I take all that and I look at it and I say, great, you don't have a lot of time to learn how to hire. I get that. And you're not going to quit your job because you like your job more than you like my job. So, but you're have to do my job because there's only one function in every business that has like that, that every function has to do is hiring. Like no engineer has to go do marketing tomorrow. A recruiter doesn't have to go do, I don't know, engineering tomorrow, but every discipline has to hire. And 90% of companies fail every year in the first three years. And a lot of it has to do with the profit loss from hiring. So, et cetera. So my goal for this is really, um, I create this two to three day workshop. I'm an experiential facilitator and teacher. I don't teach at, some, at groups and at people. What I do is I facilitate your learning so that I can walk away. You can fly out of the nest and you call me when you need me, right? And we bring in candidates and you can actually I stand behind this teams and, and look to see that they're doing it right so that you're empowered versus, and I think a leader does that. A leader empowers others to be their greatness versus just kind of giving them information and then 
I don't know. I just speaking at them. I've had people just kind of speak at me and give me a pamphlet. And I'm like, well, I, I, I don't really know how to do that. Like, can you, can you work with me on that? So I've integrated that in there. So in terms of huh, after the road trip, it was a big decision for me as a, as a human to choose my own leadership. I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. My dad always like, oh, you're going to own your own business. I was like, you're crazy. I do not want all that pressure. I don't want all that pressure. And then I thought, I can't work on top of what's broken. And I also am, I am 100% committed to human centricity. And if I'm one of the very few people in the world within recruitment, within HR, whatnot, that's really bringing that 100%, then so be it. I'm committed to it. So as a leader, again, like the skydiving incident, I went, jump into the unknown, trust what your truth is, and get out of your own way. I got to get out of my way all the time, by the way. <laughs> like I, I get in my way a lot, you know, because of the overthinking and the what do I do? Get out of my own way and just go for it. And so um, it's really magical what, I, what I'm creating. And, and I just built this partnership and, uh, you know, you know you'll be hearing in the next few months what this, what this product is. It's actually uh, world altering. It's really, I can't talk about it yet, but it's really incredible. Um, and, you know, overall, I'd say that's kind of the, the path of my, I could say into entrepreneurialism or leadership, but really you can look, I think people, anyone's watching, look back to see where you jumped into the unknown, where you did, everyone has, I don't care if it's you thought, I don't, even if it's something little, you did it. If you did that, you can do something else. So just go for it. And if you don't have the confidence and whatnot to do it, call someone like Jennifer, call someone like me, build that tribe, hire that coach. I mean, I have like four coaches. Why not? Because they're all different, you know? So I think it's really important for people who are leaders and aspiring leaders to know you're not alone. Don't create it alone because <laughs> it can be very lonely as well. And um, the world needs your greatness. The world really needs whatever you have um, because nobody's the same. So trust in your truth, be your truth. If you tried to over control something you didn't experience, just go back and do it again, you know? And, um, you know, not everyone, like, again, my, my family and friends think I'm so weird because I love meeting strangers. Like, if, if I could just get paid for meeting strangers and, and traveling, I would do it. Like, honestly, <laughs> people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, but how great is that to meet a stranger and, and have that? So whatever your passion, whatever lights you up, like you can just sit there and think about it. Like there's, there's theta healing where, you know, you'll think about something negative and try to push your arm down and it'll go down. If you think about something strong and positive and it won't go down, that's your truth. So you can even try that. So you know, I just wanted to share that journey because, you know, one, it has not been all perfect. Um, I mean, there's been a decent amount of failures going on within it. I mean, butting heads with different, different leadership and thinking, God, I did it wrong. And, you know, um, LinkedIn, actually, uh, they let go of the top recruiters. And I thought, wow, it's, it's my issue, but it actually wasn't my issue. They got rid of the top. And then look what happened after that. I got chosen to be the first recruiter at GoPro. And the other ones went off to be highly successful. So it might look like a breakdown, but actually it was opening me up for my greatness. So perspective is everything.
So, um, so yeah, now I sit back in the Silicon Valley, who knows where I'll be next year <laughs> because I tend to tend to move around, but, um, but yeah, I think just really, um, own your truth and find your tribe, get uncomfortable and, um, you know, know that whatever you have and whatever is your passion is, is your truth and just let the world have it because no one else is you. So that's what I would say to everybody. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I know. I'm like, am I over, overshare, but there's lots, there's, I'm an, no. I, I omitted no. other stuff from my life too, but I thought I, I'd share that and hopefully that helps. Oh, uh, it, it totally does. And I want to go back just a little bit. I've got pages and yeah. notes. I'm a note taker. <laughs> I've got pages and yeah. notes here. <laughs> when you said, hang on, I'm going to cough. Look back on where did you just jump into it? I love that because one of the things I often teach is to build confidence. Look back at when you did something and you were successful which is, you know, very parallel uh, thought there. And my first really huge success was when I learned to tell time. Mm. Everybody in the family would say, we're leaving in 10 minutes. I didn't know what 10 minutes was, you know, be ready by four. Mm. I didn't know what four was. We have to be out of the house by eight o'clock. I didn't know what eight o'clock was. And that mm. stressed me as a child, which is stupid, but it did. We all yeah. have <laughs> yeah. So something all falls apart. We were talking just before we started uh, our discussion um, offline. I had some tech issues, but you know, I, I learned how to tell time. Yeah. I can overcome this. I can make this happen. Yeah. So I really love that. So you like outlined for me just a perfect you know, scenario to, to put this all together. You're not alone. Don't create it alone. You need yeah. a tribe. I love that. Um, I just started a Facebook group, new manager mastery. Beautiful. New managers don't know where to go to get support. We're very yeah. right now. So, you know, get in on the ground up and we can build it into what we need. The world needs your greatness. We forget that. What you can yeah. do, I can't do. What I can do, you can't do. I mean, we might have some similarities and parallels, but we are all unique, just like a snowflake. Yeah. Trust in your truth because what you know in your heart of hearts is, is it. Do yeah. you like the way something turned out? Just turn around and do it again. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> Go get, get back in that place. Yep. Jump again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we wrapped up with get uncomfortable and yeah. uh, whatever you have is your truth and the world mm -hmm. needs it. Yeah. Totally needs it. Oh. Okay. One thing that you would tell a new leader just stepped into a management role. What's the one thing they have to keep in mind every day when they walk in the door or turn on their computer if we're still you know, working from home. One thing. You mean like a man, a manager in a company. Yeah. Like a manager in a company. In a company. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, huh. I'm going to actually focus it on, on their people. Uh, because, uh, you know, you're a manager, which means you have people that, uh, are reporting to you, uh, that look to you, that, uh, uh that you create, the culture and environment that they exist and live in. 
and it's far beyond work and it's far and it go, leads into their life. So what I would leave them with is one thing is one, be intentional about who you have inside and how you help them self-actualize. Maslow has the hierarchy of needs and everyone wants to be self-actualized. We talked about that from me to we, be a we leader, right? I've created this group and we're, we're growing. It's, it's we leaders. Look at how, how you look at, at the group. Are you looking at it from what can I do and what can they do? And how are we doing this? One, there's your internal people. The second aspect I would say is if, if you haven't intentionally created the hiring process or the intentionality around hiring, do that. Invest in that because it is so important who you bring into that tribe, right? Not only for whoever's already there, but also for the new person and the new people, right? You want to create that culture match. You want to create the people who gel together and want to have fun together and, and whatever fun that way looks, you know, like who knows? But I, I really say be intentional about who you are as a leader and be human first. The rest will come, right? But you must invest in the number one asset of every company and of your number one asset, which is your people. With, without people, products mean nothing. I mean, Facebook would be nothing without its people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So be a we leader. And if you don't know what that is, you can call me and we can talk about it because, and I'm creating that group too. Um, Look at where you're focused on me and where you're focused on we, and then go have those conversations with them. Actually, I have to go tell them that because that's like meeting a stranger. Just go have that authentic conversation with them and the people that you have and your candidates, like your candidates, literally just ask them, what are you inspired by? If you worked here, how could I help you live the best life that you want? Ask someone that. People think I'm crazy when I ask candidates that. I'm like, no. Because it's, it's their life. So be human-centric, be we-focused, and understand that you have a big job. I honor that because being a manager is a big thing. And take responsibility for who you are and that you have lives that depend on you, but you are creating that tribe. So do it intentionally because if you don't do it intentionally, it will create itself on its own. And then you're going to see breakdown, profit loss, and culture deterioration morale. So be intentional about who you have internally. Also, by the way, one other thing, because that's the expertise is if you're asking some of these people to interview with you, get trained. Like they're probably not recruiters and that's a part of their job. So really empower them to be the best at what you expect them to do. So train themselves, train yourself, get, a, get in a group. Again, like call me, we'll get in a group for two days and pops out, you'll spend less time hiring and more time in your zone of genius. So be human-centric, we-focused, invest in what you need, invest in the knowledge that the group needs, and get out of yourself into other and ensure that you're, you're understanding who they are so that you can inspire them to be who they want to be and the leaders inside of them. That's what I would leave them with. And if I wanna get hold of you, what's your website? Yeah. So one, you can call me directly. Uh, my phone's always open. I, I love getting random calls. Uh, 
My website uh, is www.pendulumglobal, so P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M global.com. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook as well. Uh, if you want to friend me on Facebook as Elena Fulvio. Um, I also just did a summit, the Profitable Leader Summit. You can find me there. Um, if you want to, by the way, also know on Pendulum Global, it's my corporate side. And then elenafulvio.com. So A-L-A-N-A, -A -A, F as in Frank, U-L-V as in Victor, I-O.com is my personal side. So you'll get to see both sides on the leadership aspect and, and who I am and all my, all my different <laughs> crazy little aspects of my life um, and how I jump into the unknown all the time. So I, I write a lot and I don't blog. I just write. I'm, I call myself the momentist. So yeah, call me, call me direct me, text me, email me, Elena at pendulumglobal.com. I'm open. Um, however you want to get a hold of me, I'm happy to do it. Elena, thank you. Thank you, thank yeah. you, thank you. I appreciate your time so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, and one thing I wanted to actually offer, if you don't mind, um, to anybody that you're uh, that's out there to support your your tribe too, if um, if so, if that does pop into someone's head, whether whatever I talked about today, if that's something that I can help you with, um, I'll give two one-hour sessions to two people out there, um, you know, for free. If if it's hiring, if it's confidence. Whatever it is, if you heard something today and you want that coach, I'll give it to you for an hour and we'll just, I'll be with you and I'll help support whatever I can in that time. So um, for two of the people, just contact me directly and mention, mention this as well, because intentionality is really important as well. So I'm happy to do that. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. My honor. All right. Thank you all so much for joining us. Take Elena up on her offer for <laughs> sure. And join the Facebook group, New Manager Mastery, where we can continue the conversation. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you and may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible. Mm -hmm.